warning. What you are about to hear is a really loud Catholic dude. After all, he ain't called the Forte Catholic for nothing. So relax your grip on the steering wheel. Pull your headphones away ever so slightly. Secure any loose articles and muffle Junior's ears because it's time to make Catholicism fun again on the Forte Catholic Show with Taylor Schroll on Red Sea Catholic Radio. What's up? And welcome to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. I'm in the studio today with none other than Olivia LeJonathan on Sell Me Harrison. Olivia, how are you? I am fantastic. I can't believe you knew what my middle name was. I can't believe I was right. <laughs> I mean, seri- well, I do have an actual middle name. That was my maiden name, and I just kept it, because I was like, what am I throwing that away for? So I just tacked on the Harrison. I don't think you heard everything I said. What did you say? Did you say Jonathan? Yep. What was that about? <laughs> I think I said Johnston or something. What, what uh, was welcome that? Welcome to Forte Catholic, where I don't remember the things that I said 25 seconds ago. Jeez. And you didn't hear them. Well, I it, chose not to I hear. Compliment Is that you, better? I compliment you so rarely that even <laughs> when I'm dissing you, you were like, oh, Thanks. you knew my... Uh, I'll knew take my- <laughs> it. I'm like an abused puppy. <laughs> I'll take that treat that's dipped in cyanide. Thanks, Taylor. We have spent... Usually we see each other once a month. I come yeah, into spring where you live once a month. Where, where I live once a month? Where you live once a month. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, lately, yes, that is true, but yes. Uh, and I, I come to see you there, and like every now and then you come and do the show. So once a month, sometimes sure, twice a month. Maybe. You've seen way too much of me this week. All right, calm down. It was one... All right, it was one day... Because you got in at, at past midnight, so that's the same day, Taylor. I did not get in at past midnight. Yeah, you did. It I was got like twelve fifteen. It was eleven fifty six p.m. on the dot. Oh, for crying out loud! I remember because I was like, I really hope I get there before midnight, so she can't say anything. And I did, and you'd said it anyway. I think it was twelve fifteen. <laughs> it was not because it was not yet midnight. Whatever. And I remember so counting that, that as a day, as a whole day. But then you you spent the whole day with me. The next day, I didn't even All see you until the- twelve. 30 the next day. All this, I brought you Chick-fil-A in Starbucks. All this Starbucks. to say, I had a very bad week. Oh, for crying. <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to say, and this is how God rewarded me, by seeing you too much. Sure. Thanks, that's, Taylor. That's what I was trying to say. Again, you're it just- It just got worse. Uh, every, everything, awesome. everything I say that's meant as a diss, you're just taking as a compliment. No, I was taking it as a diss. That's what you're saying. You're saying I had such a crummy week, and this was how God was saying, yep, it's even crummier. Here's oh, Liv. I, I thought you were saying you were the reward. Oh, no. No, I know where I am in your lineup We're of people. Two, two and a half minutes in, and I've already stopped listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I am below the pavement. I am nothing to you. Good. Go I, ahead. How? Tell us about your horrible reek, week, Taylor. Go. Reek. I do okay. reek. <laughs> uh, tell I, us. I, I just didn't sleep at all. Oh. Like I worked for like twelve to sixteen hours a day for all seven days last week. Tell us all about how hard it is to be a millennial. It was keep I, telling us, Taylor. You haven't worked a day in your life. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just seeing the the Willy um I Willy say Wonka she a gold digger. meme. You know how like. The Willy Wonka meme. Go ahead. Tell me more, Taylor. Tell me more about your hard week. One week. I love that. You're adorable. I had a really hard week. Go ahead. 12 hours. All right. Liv's muted. 
So essentially, you know how like uh, Kanye wrote that song, I, mean, I Ain't Saying She a Gold Digger, but it was about a gold digger? That's the situation with Liv. Like, I'm not saying she's a gold digger, but I'm also not saying she isn't. That's a lot of double negatives just to confuse everyone on what I'm actually saying. While I muted Liv, she drank a swig of water and then almost spit it out all over the studio. So in the midst of this bad week where I uh, didn't sleep much and I was stressed out and a lot was going on and, like, even when I did have good, like, I enjoyed my time with you Friday. I enjoyed all the free things you bought me on Saturday. You had a really nice bed to sleep in for at least five hours. I did. We'll talk about that in the last segment. I was just saying. Uh, I said I slept for a tremendous five hours. But uh, whenever I get tired. Yeah. The people know this. I have talked about this multiple times. My spiritual life falls apart. My relationships fall apart. My personal life falls apart. Like Just like I get in this funk, and I'm not taking much care of myself physically, and I'm not taking care of myself spiritually, and it's just not good. So that's the week that I had. And in the midst of this week, I did something. Oh, no. Olivia and oh, Somi Harrison, Jonathan. No. That... <laughs> Jonathan. That I said that I would never again do. Oh, for do you want to say this... Okay, go ahead. So, it's a safe space, Taylor. This is a safe space. No yeah. one's listening. It's just you and me. <laughs> and uh, wait, can I just say one thing? I have been concerned about you. I was giving a hard time. He, you, you do not look. You do not look yourself. I want to. I am now validating you. You do not seem yourself. You do not look yourself. You do not sound like yourself. I validate this. And as a friend, believe it or not, who does care about you, I do care. And so I am I am concerned. And I've told you that. I am concerned. So I do want to hear what it is that you did. Here's what's strange about you, Olivia. Um, this whole time we've been talking about me making fun of you and you taking it as a compliment. And then you turn around and say, I would like to validate you. You look <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That's not really affirming or validating. I'm not sure. You were like, let's be bad. Let's be very real. I, I want made, to be very real with you, I Taylor. Make fun of your tiredness. You I feel look bad. Really bad. All right, okay. go ahead. You're tired. So yes, please. I did something that I said I would never again do. Something that I have not done in a decade. <laughs> I'm I'm not even joking. I made I, I made a very firm commitment when I was in college. Ten years ago. Yes. Never again. That is what a decade means. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I, I made a commitment never again to get in an on, online social media debate slash argument. Ooh. I made Wait, there was online social media when, 10 years ago? Yeah, you never heard of MySpace? I didn't do that. Facebook was a thing still. Like, it was still cool. Oh, six, right? What ten, was 10 years ago? 10 years oh, ago. Nine. What okay. year do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> All confused. right, continue. We got it. Okay, yes, social media existed. All right, I'm with you. Go ahead. Okay. So you said no more, and what happened? So what happened? Uh, well, like I said, I was in this very difficult week okay and so you weren't really usually yeah. like what it is for me is i see things that upset me okay and i just let them go like that's but i'm not strong enough when i'm on four or five hours of sleep like and everything Hulk makes, came out yeah and i okay. was it took something very specific and the specific thing oh, no. that broke me out of this and i'm 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 not sure still how i feel about it i was very upset because there was this this young girl Named Greta, that went to go speak at the UN. Okay, and, oh, with the braid. Yeah, and she was talking about climate change. I'm not big into politics. I don't talk about politics. That's not the point of this discussion. Okay. The point of this discussion is that I saw a ton of Catholic Instagram accounts, Twitter accounts, uh, primarily those two, bashing this young girl. Oh wow! 
and not only bashing this young girl, but essentially what they were doing. And again, I don't have any skin in this political game. I have skin in the ministry game, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. They were saying, how dare the left use this young girl, this vulnerable young girl, to play their political game and to prove their political point. Mm. And at the same time, they were taking this young girl and they were using her oh, yeah. to make their own political point to say, look how stupid the left is. And I was livid. I could, I, I, the, like, I think it might've been because like the week before we had just talked about the, the plank in your eye and the speck in somebody oh, right. else's. Yeah, yeah, like, that's fair. All I had to do was like, I have to say something. Because this is Catholic people who are, they're coming from a good place. They want more people to become Catholic. But the method of that is using this young girl to bash what they are against, what they're trying to fix. If you disagree with somebody and you are a good Catholic person trying to evangelize or trying to teach, which a lot of these are teaching accounts, often like traditional Catholic accounts, trying to teach, the goal should be to change people's minds. The goal should be to bring people onto your side. The goal should be to bring people to Jesus. And not only were they not seeing the irony of using this young girl to bash other people, they were manipulating her picture to make her look worse. Oh, no. Which is just sick. It's, it's just sick. Using this girl to try to make their point to people that would never listen to them. Liv, if I want to change your mind about anything, let's just take politics out of it. If I want to change your mind about something you said to your son, I was hanging out with you a couple of days ago, and I want to tell you, my goal is to say something you did with your son was inappropriate or something that you said to him was inappropriate. Yeah. My method would never be, Liv, you're a terrible mother. Right. How dare you say that? Sure. And then move forward. Like, yeah, because I'm going to shut down and exactly. not listen and not be open. Yeah, I have I have just made myself an enemy to you. Right. So why would you li- listen? That line of communication is going to be it's shut gone. off. It's gone. Right. Yeah. So th- there's sure. there's no tact. There's no. Mm-hmm. There's another method. There's another way to go about that. Sure. Hey, Liv. Like when when we were with your son, like I, I don't know y'all's relationship all that well, but from an outsider's perspective, when you said this, I saw him shut down. Did you see that? Is that something that's and just kind of let let yeah like let a you, friend gentle right, right. and and you're still like that has a better chance of either knowing that I'm actually in the wrong that I misread something or I don't understand something mm-hmm. or you going ah yeah you're right you know yeah um it will very 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 rarely happen with the first method right right so he, here's my point here like we as Catholics have to be better and what I wanted to do. My natural inclination was to come on here and just yell at the top of my lungs at how bad all this was. Right. And then I realized I was going to be doing the same thing that I'm talking against. Right. Mm, <laughs> Where I would essentially yeah. be making myself the enemy to to other Catholics who I, a lot of these accounts I follow. I like most of their things. This was one that I thought was inappropriate. It was misguided. Misguided. Mm-hmm. I, I commented on it. We, I kind of went back and forth with one of these people. And then I stopped because I realized this is exactly why I stopped having fruitful. these, these online fruitful. arguments. Yeah. But it's like, it was this, uh, this idea that, look, if you want to convert hearts, 
We're all going for the same truth. I don't care if you are a charismatic, if you go to the folk mass, if you are a trad, trad mass person, you like going to the traditional Latin mass, if you are in Africa and you go to a mass where they don't have as many liturgical rules because they just have to make do with what they have, I don't care where you're coming from theologically, where you're coming from liturgically, where you're coming from anywhere. There are a ton of methods to be a practicing Catholic. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I love about being Catholic. We are a universal church. We can go through all of these methods that are truly Catholic and grow closer to Christ. Amen. Here's the thing. If your method is hate, if your method is hateful, it's not of God. It's not. God is not hateful. So if if you are trying to prove a point and it is hateful, you have missed the mark. And you are now the person with the plank in your eye. And I have done this too. I almost did it with this segment. <laughs> like, look, we have to be <laughs> yeah, able to take a step yeah. back. I talked with you about this. Sure. I talked with Father Anthony about this. And I was able to kind of vent, calm down, and be like, okay, what actually is the point here? Okay, I've talked for a while. Didn't completely prep you for this. <laughs> no, which I love, which I love. Right. Yeah. So well, let me ask you this. What was it about this particular situation that happened in the news. I mean, that was all over the place, right? And it wasn't, and I know we're focusing on the Catholics, right? Because that's, that's, that's who we talk to. Right. Um, but it wasn't just Catholics. It was, it was really the whole conservative, like wing just kind of went after her and we saw it happen. It blew up in our, and of course everybody's moved on at this point, but you, you're very, you're still very charged about, I mean, this is still you charged after already venting to friends and family and loved ones. What was it, though, Taylor? What was it about this particular thing that happened in the news? Why? Why this girl? Why this story? What? What is it? Do you know? Yeah, two things. Okay. One, because she is a child. Okay. She's an actual child. Yeah, so she's like 16. Anyone using a child for as a pawn for, their personal gain. For their own gain or to push their own agenda on either side. Both sides both sides took done this it. girl sure. and, and, and tried to, to prove their points. Okay. Um, it also happened. Like, And the second thing is it wasn't the, the political stuff because I don't care. I don't follow yeah. it. It all drives me crazy. It's not who I am. It's not what I'm focused on. But when it comes to ministry, I had to be able to find a way. And this is hard because I said my natural incl- inclination was to come on and yell and make that person other. The, the people posting these things other. They are our people. These ca- Catholic yeah. accounts that are posting these things that are mostly good. I know that I can't correct all of these issues. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that I even saying this, I understand that there are these different methods and, I, and I'm perfectly down with it, except when it becomes hateful. Um, and it's just like, it's just like, why are you ramming your head against the wall when it's not going it's not going to go anywhere. Like your argument's not going to go anywhere because you are going so against the person that you are arguing with, mm-hmm. which is why like, I'm not going to come on here right. and yell that they are completely wrong or that they are terrible people because I don't believe that. Even though I might've said it four, four, five or six days ago, it's, I wouldn't have meant it. I was just upset. Sure. Right. So acting out of that upset is never good. Yeah. So those are the two things. That's what hateful, that's what, hateful yeah. ministry, right, hateful right, right. quote unquote ministry sure. and using a child. Okay. So then, so what did you do? Have you kept, like, are you continuing to follow these accounts? Are you, do you private message? Like, so, okay, I guess my question is, this is not going to, I'm guessing, this is not going to be the last time, A, someone uses a child in the way that they shouldn't, especially ministry or stuff that, you know, that you're passionate about, um, or anything else in the news that kind of gets you going. So 
so what did you learn? Like, what do you do from this point on? How, obviously you have a platform. You could talk about it right now. We're talking about it. And that's nice. But you personally, as a person, you're just a guy. You have these avenues of media, you know, like everybody else, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but you're not, but you don't have a radio show. What do you do? Like, do you privately write people? Do you not? Do you unfriend? Do you unfollow? Like, what is your suggestion? Not that you have a solution, but have you come to anything? Yeah, so I unfollowed accounts who showed a pattern of this. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So, um, oh, that's interesting. Uh, and, th- and the account that I was interacting with because they proved a pattern of this. Okay. Um, other accounts that made the same mistake, but it's not a pattern, I didn't. You're like, I'm going to give you another shot. Right, exactly. You're a human. And, We've all had these moments. And because I don't think that is the platform for me to change lives, this is the only, or change minds, I mean, like this is the only place that I thought we could talk about it. I'm sure, so, I know that there are people who listen that are on the on the very right politically, on the very right theologically. And my thought is that a lot of the people that I'm talking about probably don't listen because I'm me and they wouldn't want anything to do with me. But there are people listening to this show, and I know that they are, who are um, traditional and come from a very traditional background, who are not hateful, who are not right. uh, pushing this on everybody. And even if they would say something like that, they would be joking and it would be very obvious. Like I have, I have friends like that that I talk to all the time, but it's a reminder to all of us. This might not be, this is not the area that I think I struggle in, but I okay. struggle in other ones. And it, and it kind of became a more meta thing for me. And it's this, this idea that people think that they are holier than the church. Mm. And this is the challenge that I want, that I challenge myself. Well, than the church. When, That's interesting that you didn't say holier than other people, but you said holier than the church. Go right. ahead. So that was interesting. The, the church does not use hate to evangelize. That's the church exactly. does not use fear to evangelize. The church right. uses love and truth. Uh, so if you are going against the church, you're one of two things. Mm. You're a heretic or you're going to remember it as a great reformer. And oh. I think a lot of people today, it has become like in podcasting, in social media, every person with four followers, 10 followers, 1,000 <laughs> followers, yeah. 10,000 followers thinks that they are a great reformer. And I just want to remind everyone the amount of heretics that we have had in the church and the amount of great reformers we have had in the church is a very disparate number. So which do you think you are in? Whoa. It's a big difference. It's There's a huge difference in are that those number. Are the only two choices? I think so. If, so you're, if you're going against the church. If you are, uh, we talk about this all the time, if you have doubts about the church teaching or any of those things, you're that just means you're Catholic. But if you are actively- <laughs> That's called human. Right. Got if it. If you are actively going against what the church teaches- there's only two choices for that. Yeah. There's only two reasons that you would. Right. Okay. And, and I think that's very fair. Yeah. So this isn't hasn't been a very typical Forte Catholic segment. This has not been about making thoughts fun again. This is a a, a something that very much important. Ups, it very much upset me. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to talk about it, and I hope it came through right. So just kind of in closing. Uh, the church that we are a part of includes all these methods. It includes the trad mass. It includes Novus Ordo. It includes third world country masses. It includes all types of teaching methods. Um, the church is Christ's body. Uh, we need to conform to being in his image and tra- stop trying to make the church in ours. That's what I got. That's a segment. And I'm not sure what people are going to think about it, but I knew I had to talk about it. I've prayed about this a lot. I've thought about it a lot. I've talked about it a lot. And I... I couldn't not say anything. We'll be right back with Dr. Peter Crapes, though. That's going to be fun. Don't go anywhere. Olivia, I said don't go anywhere. Stop leaving. (laughs) 
Hey, Jonathan, how's your beard doing? I don't have a beard. <laughs> my name isn't Jonathan. I think we established that earlier in the show. Your name's oh Jonathan. Oh, my gosh. How's your beard doing? Oh, it's just phenomenal. Why? Uh, it has grown in so much girth, and it smells beautiful and looks beautiful, all because of Catholic Beard Bomb. And if you, too, want to find Beard Bomb for yourselves or the other Jonathans in your life... Head on over to ForteCatholic.com slash beard. You'll get 11% off your first order because we turned it to 11. And if you want to make a second order or a third order, just use another email because the guys over there don't care. <laughs> ForteCatholic.com slash beard. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am your host, Taylor Stroll. Guys, I'm so excited for today's guest. Uh, today's guest is somebody that I have looked up to and learned from from afar for over a decade. Uh, I remember um, running into uh, works from Dr. Peter Craved uh, online and his book. So this was at the time that I was just getting into my faith and learning apologetics and learning the things that I, I should know and the background, the philosophy behind all the things that we believe as Catholics, and he is here with us today. Dr. Crave, how are you this afternoon, sir? I am fine, I hope. One never knows, but I feel good. <laughs> One never knows. So is that, a, is that a philosophy thing? We don't know how we actually are ever? Uh, that's Socrates. He's the wisest man in the world because he knows that he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I think... He corrected me, but I think it makes me feel smarter because I very often don't know what I'm doing, which yeah. apparently no, you're is not smarter, you know Taylor. That, you're smart. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Taylor then is a genius. <laughs> Move over, Socrates. Well, you know, my favorite sermon of all time is the four-word sermon that God himself preached to St. Catherine, the late medieval mystic, when he said, there's only two things you have to know. One, I'm God. Two, you're not. Nice. <laughs> I Short got and sweet. I, uh, I struggle with that one as well. But uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, Thank yeah. you for telling Taylor so clearly what we've all tried for years. But I'll hear it from him because he's been so influential in my life. Yes, You're just he's here, written but... books. Yes, I've written nothing. So, uh, Dr. Crape, I got God it. wrote no books. He inspired them, but he didn't write them. God, I just love you more and more. <laughs> Doctor, he's fantastic. Okay, go ahead, Taylor. He is. Ironically enough, though, I, I, I was looking you up but, but just to kind of touch base and make sure all of my facts were right. And you've written over 100 books, but God says that no, we should be like no, him. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've published about 80, and I've written about 90. Oh, okay. So Taylor's I'm, not good I'm at math. very wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but who's counting? Who's ca exactly. Not Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> not Wikipedia. Uh, is that where you got that, Taylor? Absolutely. That? From of Wikipedia. course it is. Yeah. I'm yeah. a millennial. I probably wrote it. <laughs> he submitted it. <laughs> but uh, one of the first works that I actually found you in, I was like, oh, there's this Lee Strobel character who's writing this case for faith, case for Christ. Oh, and yeah. there was this all this apologetics about yeah. the, the five hardest things that people have, arguments against Christianity, arguments against faith. And they, right there in the first chapter is one of the best Catholics we all know. And it was you, Dr. Crape. <laughs> and this was like, oh, cool. Here's a Protestant guy writing, and he brings in the Catholic, the Catholic to get all guy. the real answers. <laughs> they do that all the time. When they need exorcists, they go to Catholics. Ooh, that's a good point. It is a good point. That is nice. Uh, well, They're ut utilitarian, right? 
It's just, they're just using it you. Works. It works. <laughs> well, you've got this book, not one of 100, one of 80 to 90, I've learned, called Probes. And what's interesting about this book is that you yourself, this isn't somebody that giving you a one-star review. This isn't somebody uh, that doesn't like you, bashing you. You yourself said that this book is useless. And I, I want to understand what you mean by that. Well, it's useless as, let's say, scotch tape is useless or thread. It's a tool. Uh, and if you don't use it, uh, there's nothing particularly beautiful about it or particularly good. But if you use it, uh, it's like a submarine, and John's gospel is like the sea, and you can go down deep into it and explore it. Wow. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. He should write books. <laughs> he should write books. <laughs> I, I, I see this now. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. Maybe he'll get to 100 with Maybe. that encouragement from you. We all you. need goals. Yeah. No, uh, but I love that about the scotch tape. I never thought about that before. Love that. I got into an argument about this term useless yeah. uh, on Twitter a while back with an, with a priest, and he proved me wrong. And now uh, Dr. Dr. Kreeft is or Dr. Kreeft is helping him along with that argument as well. So, uh, it, only well, you have you have a point there because the most um, important things in life are useless: uh, beauty, play, heaven. These are not means to any further end. They're ends in themselves. Wow. No, that's so true. So did you feel that after you wrote this book, or did you know that while you were writing it? Oh, I learned that from Plato. Oh, okay. It's all in Plato. <laughs> all in Plato. Dear me, what do they teach them in the schools nowadays, anyway? Not much. No, it's sad. You should go out there. <laughs> he is. He's a professor, so he knows what they're teaching. That's why they're coming to him. I, feel I like want to send my kid. I learned more from a different kind of Plato mm. than the one that Dr. Graves is talking about. The Maybe kind that's that you play with in the book. That's what's wrong with your generation, <laughs> yeah, Taylor. Exactly. Yeah, Not the Plato off the shelf that's in different colors. He's your talking. generation gave it to me. So, Dr. Graves, <laughs> this book called Probes, it's an interesting style because it's not your typical, oh, here's a book and here's all the chapters, here's all the information, but you, you wrote questions. And, and I want to hear from you. Why did you write a book primarily with questions without answers? That seems like an interesting way to approach writing this book. Well, that's like the, uh, the great Jewish saying, why does a rabbi always answer a question with another question? And the correct answer is, why shouldn't a rabbi answer a question? <laughs> I see what that. you did there. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> so it's very Socratic method, I would think. Exactly. Yeah. No, it makes sense. This is this interesting idea because you are this teacher by trade, this master teacher, this master philosopher, and yet you're not giving us the answer. So what are the benefits uh, for people like myself who are, who are talking to you or people reading the book to be able to read questions written by you? How am I going to learn in that way? Well, this is not a book just to read through from cover to cover. This is a, uh, like a laboratory manual. And your own mind, or better yet, the minds of a number of people who are studying it together, uh, those are the laboratory. And in that laboratory, you actually perform experiments by asking questions and discussing your answers. And that's how you find out some of the depths in John's Gospel. These are not factual questions, most of them, uh, that have one simple answer that you can look up. These are questions about uh, what the gospel means. They're leading questions. Some of them have fairly obvious answers. Uh, they're marked easy. Some of them are uh, quite challenging and difficult. They're marked hard, and most of them are in the middle. Okay, so I have a question, Dr. Crave. Since you have been a professor for years, have you seen a change in, you know, you? every generation likes to say, like, oh, these kids, they don't know anything. I pick on Taylor because he's younger than me, and I call him a millennial all the time. And do you see that students today aren't able to deal with 
the Socratic method. They don't know how to deal with an open-ended question anymore because we've lost the script to communication the way that we used to. Do you find any of that? Are you trying to help us rediscover how to engage and discuss and think? Wondering how... Well, <laughs> this book I wouldn't quite call Socratic method because Socrates always asks questions in change, like a, a lawyer leading a witness on. Okay. One thing proves another thing. Uh, and that's a fairly difficult thing to imitate. Now, these are just individual questions that uh, the mind of the uh, reader of John's Gospel and the mind of the writer, John, can come together uh, and, like flint and steel, strike a spark. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, I see. So you're trying to get the reader to go deeper into John in maybe a way that they would not have engaged before. Exactly. Maybe, okay. Yeah. Got it. And, and, and it's, a, it's such an interesting because I come from a ministry background where we're always trying to find uh, ways to write questions that are going to lead people closer to Christ, to help the, open their minds, to like actually start thinking critically. Uh, so like, how long does it take for you to craft one of these questions? Because you have 1,450 in here. A couple of seconds, I think. <laughs> it's a really easy book to write. <laughs> Uh, there's, a, there's a little Socrates living in the back of my brain somewhere. I, I can't kick him out, not that I want to. Uh, so obviously this book is not all my own doing. I mean, Socrates is there, the Holy Spirit is there, and uh, uh, my former teachers are there. So I'll be better at writing questions when I'm smarter and older <laughs> and have done this for longer, is, 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 is what we're going to go with, huh? So, <laughs> well, were you surprised at how many you came up with for one gospel? I mean, did you sit back at the end of this and look at it and say, wow, okay, even for me, I cannot believe I came up with over 1,400 questions. That's incredible. Well, frankly, no, okay. because uh, John's gospel is, at least to my mind, so deep and so profound, and I'm such a little ant compared with that uh, Mount Everest, that I'm not at all surprised that there are so many ant paths up that mountain. Oh, I like that. Nice. So you want people to use this book, um, and you mentioned it a second ago, uh, either in individual study or in a group. You mentioned um, at the beginning of the book how you're, you're saying that a lot of lay organized Bible studies are growing, and you want this to be a tool to help people go deeper into John's gospel. So what do you think are some of the, the benefits of being in a group where these questions are present, the gospel of John is present, and they're able to share that within a group? What are the benefits there? I think that personal friendship and personal interaction on the one hand, and the objective truth on the other hand, uh, reinforce each other. Uh, you can have groups where it's just you share your feelings and your friendship and you don't talk about anything significant. Or you can sit alone in a book and read and think about things significant. But if you do both together, they reinforce each other. So this book is best used by a group because other people's minds are different than yours. Uh, not only are they smarter or less smart, uh, everybody's smarter than somebody else. Nobody's really at the top or the bottom, but they see different things than you do. So the fact that you have uh, different people giving different aspects of an answer to this question uh, is instructive. We can learn enormously from each other. Uh, I love that. I'm in a men's wow. Bible study that we meet every week, and there's all the different perspectives that I love because it's like right. I think about the Scripture or I think about life in a certain way and having those other perspectives. It's like usually the people are smarter than me, but even even <laughs> when they're not, like Liv, like she does bring a special <laughs> perspective to He's the table so for me. So one of the things that you also— you know, Oh, go ahead, I never go ahead. met anybody. I never met anybody who doesn't have some blind spots, 
and some uh, unusual wisdom. Thank you. That's why God made more more, more of us than one. That's right. We, we just talked about that in the previous segment. Look at you. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. So you mentioned in the and also in the in the beginning of the book how this book isn't just for Catholic Bible studies. You also say that uh, all denominations could read this book and even interested agnostics. What is it about this book that you think an agnostic would would want to pick it up and read it and actually stick with it? Well, if I were an agnostic rather than an atheist, technically an agnostic is somebody who claims not to know, and therefore they have an open mind. They're not uh, closed and decided already. So uh, an agnostic who knows that Christianity is the most influential religion in the world, and that religion has uh, influenced more lives than anything else, and that the New Testament is the heart of Christianity, and the Gospels are the heart of of the New Testament, and that John's Gospel is the profoundest of the Gospels, uh, he would quite logically uh, start with John's Gospel and try to figure out what in the world these Christians uh, are doing anyway, if he were open-minded. So this is a book even for agnostics, but it's, of course, much more uh, for people who uh, realize how deep this ocean is, and then they'd get down in a submarine and expect to find some very strange-looking fish. (laughs) (laughs) But you're giving them a way to go deep in a community, like, together, which is what I think... We are missing so much right now is this, you know, this lie of that either we're all alone or we're only thinking this one thing or you're not smart enough or you're this or you're that. You don't, you're not a theologian. You can't approach the gospel or whatever it is that the lies that we believe. And you're giving what I think is so exciting about this. I mean, I'll use your word, a tool for us to come together as a group, which is what we were made to do, be in community with one another and kind of dive into this together. The book and Certainly John's Gospel is not just a means of uh, coming together as a group. Coming together as a group is a means to understanding the Gospel. Group understanding is a means to an end. So if you're a group, it's like a fly. A fly's got a hundred different eyes instead of just one. So one of the things that sticks out to me closer to the end of, of what you're talking about is that in the introduction, you have said that it's for everybody, that you would love for people to study this in a group, that uh, that an agnostic could read it and, and get something out of it. But then your challenge at the end is that this book should not be read. You should not go any further than the introduction if you're not going to open your Bible. Like, you have to do this with John's Gospel. Yep. And I, what I think is yep. so interesting about that is it's so much, like, just as from my perspective, it's so much easier for me to dive into a book that someone has written about the Scriptures than to actually read the scriptures. It's to read a book about the catechism than the actual catechism Instead of actually going to the catechism. So yep. I, yeah. I love yep. that there's a, challenge. There's a wise Zen Buddhist saying, a finger is useful for pointing at the moon, but he is a fool who mistakes a finger for the moon. Oh. <laughs> you have to follow the wow. pointing finger. I just I imagine your house just filled with pillows that have all these statements written on them. That would be like amazing because I wouldn't write down all of these little nuggets because it's so true. That's so. I love the fly. I love this. This is fantastic. <laughs> I, I think this is my favorite one. It's like, <laughs> no, it's brilliant about the about the finger. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor is going to sit and think about that for a while. I am. My my. I do get my head confused with the moon sometimes at night because I'm bald. But that's a whole nother problem. <laughs> uh, oh, you too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's in. It's a trend right not, now. Not the sun, just the moon. Just the moon. Right. That's right. It's reflective. The dead cold world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sad. <laughs> That's awesome. But, okay, so to, to wrap this up, uh, again, thank you so much for, for your time here today. But before we go, um, there's this one last quote from you 
Uh, it says, for, the, for this book is not just a book, it's an instrument of a capital P person who talks back to you when you read it. So mm. uh, I, I love how you're using your book as a tool to drive us to the scriptures, as you said, that are like the moon in that saying. It's not something else. Like this is not just a book that we read, but it's a person that we engage with. So what are your final thoughts on this, final thoughts on the book, and then how people can, can find it? I think the Bible should come with warning labels or maybe seatbelts. Uh, <laughs> I like that. When, when, you, when you read it, it's like looking outside a window and seeing another face looking in at you. Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, its own self-description in uh, Hebrews is the Word of God is like a two-edged sword cutting into the division between the soul and the spirit as a knife divides the bone and the marrow. It sticks into you. It's a sacramental. It's not a sacrament, but it's a sacramental, which means that God uses it to do stuff to you mm. if you're open. It's beautiful. I want people to get the book, uh, Dr. Craig. How can people get it? What's the best way for you? Uh, Ignatius Press or Amazon. Awesome. Well, guys, go get the book. Dr. Craig, this has been an honor. This has been fun. Fantastic. Uh, I've enjoyed our time with you. I think I have gotten smarter, but I couldn't have gone the other way, as many people know. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for We're your better time. better people. Thank you so much. You are Life awesome. Life itself is an honor and also fun. Thank you. <laughs> God bless. Amen. Dr. Peter Crave, degree in with Bake Catholicism Fun Again. So, Dr. Kreef, you are awesome. Liv, you're going to stick around. We have one more segment for today. If you are listening, don't go anywhere because we're not going anywhere. We're stuck here and you're stuck with us. We'll be right back. Hey, Jonathan. Yes, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have smelly feet? Sure. You didn't have to agree to that, but uh, you think you did because we're doing this commercial. You don't have to have smelly feet, but they do need to be hidden because I've seen them before. If you want to hide your feet but also remind people that you are Catholic and also feel great about yourself on the inside, ForteCatholic.com slash socks. You'll get 10% off some of the coolest Catholic socks in the world. I've got JP2. I've got Jesus Resurrecting. They've got all kinds of stuff. Joan of Arc. I once said that the Joan of Arc socks were fire emoji, and then I realized that that was a mistake because of how she died. Whoops. Uh, ForteCatholic.com <laughs> slash socks. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am your host, Taylor Stroll, and I am here with... Olivia Harrison. Olivia, how are you? Hello. I really enjoyed that interview with Dr. Crave. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, might have geeked out a little bit. The this, this show has often been a way for me to talk to people that have no business talking. Like, I have no business you talking to. You made that to. very, very clear. <laughs> I'm just well, kidding. thank you. Thank I'm you. kidding. No, you did a fantastic job. I was proud of you, too. Well, thank you. Uh, so, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I've had a rough week. I got a lot of things off of my chest, and I didn't get much sleep, but one of the things that uh, you mentioned uh, with Dr. Grape on the line, you made a joke just for me to transition into this segment. He didn't know, but you knew. Uh, You mentioned pillows. What is it that you were saying about pillows? Uh, Well, he had these, like, nuggets of amazing, I don't even know, like... Uh, seriously, unbelievable! Like I wish, I I wish of all the times that I've been on the show that I had a pad of paper and a pen. Well, I guess I can listen to it later. I was I'm say, not if that only smart. this was recorded and, and we could only- let people listen to it. <laughs> See, you bring me in because yeah, because I'm so smart. Anyway, yeah, so you're the only person that I ever bring into this show that makes me look smart. 
<laughs> it's why I love you. <laughs> that would literally be the only reason why. So yeah, so I will listen back. But he had these nuggets, man. And I was like, I said to him, I was like, which I'm sure someone's going to listen. My brother has a master's in philosophy, okay? And when he found Whoa, out that we were interviewing. child. Yeah, he's the smart one. Um, when when he found out that we were interviewing Dr. Cra- How do you say it? Craft. Craft. He was freaking out. And I love that I said to Dr. Kraft in the moments that I was allowed to talk to him, I wish you had, I, I bet you have all of these great like little sayings that you're saying put on pillows and like cross-stitched all over your house or whatever I said. And um, I'm sure my brother did the whole like face palm, you know, like emoji. Like when he hears this, he'll be like, why, are you, why, why are you talking to anyone? You called me in the middle of my Bible study yesterday because your brother wanted me <laughs> to know that you didn't know much about this man. I never heard of him. And well, I kind of heard of him. Which, which I mean, the name sounded familiar. Me. Like you, I'm the worst. How <laughs> I can't. I know. I don't understand I how you are so. Cultured but I illiterate. Like, I Listen, know. I don't make any sense. It's like when my girlfriend got us tickets to the Sugar Bowl and we were in the end zone and I knew what none of those words meant. It was the AM LSU one. I don't know. Like, does that happen all the time? I don't know. No, it doesn't. Okay, I'm not sure. So my husband hated me. He's just con- the men in my life are constantly in hate with me. That's all you need to know, Taylor. So you're in good company. Well, yeah, I was about to say that's no surprise to me. But, so, yes, uh, I made a pillow joke and Dr. Kraft did not know what I was saying, but I do kind of wonder because he. He had some like, I don't know how he remembers all those things. Like He's, he would just, I mean, there are one these at things a time. in the world called just smart it down. people. Okay, live that, well, that you and I are not very obviously. Familiar. I don't run in those circles, Taylor. Oh, so that's very obvious. You hang out with me. <laughs> so uh, you you made another joke with pillows, and that's oh, just geez. your guest room. So I I so came into town. Out. Uh, Friday night, late Friday night. Uh, because so I, not even a week ago. It's like days ago. Yeah. So. And then you showed me to the guest room, and I walked. I kindly into the guest let room. you sleep in a room for free with kindness. Yes, continue. Yes, and this entire room, yeah, the entire the square entire footage room, of the room was covered so in pillows. You are covered ridiculous. in pillows, and the, I have a picture, and I posted it, and I asked people. There were twelve pillows on this bed. Is that true? I counted. You I have, literally counted how many pillows were on my guest bed. I, I had a lot of fun with the with this picture. I don't. So. Uh, I put, I made it a poll on Instagram. I oh asked, um, this many pillows is, and the choices were insane or beautiful. Why don't you tell the people how that poll ended, Ms. No. Harrison? You know what? Fine. They said insane, Taylor. Are you happy? And who was this? Like, who even follows you? What, 22-year-old guys? Is that who's following? Who? Who no, is this? You know who follows me the who? most? Middle-aged women. <laughs> That's so disturbing. I don't know what that says about me or about them. But I'll let you decide. Oh, my God. Is that true? Yes. First of all, how do you even know that? There oh, are, when you look at the poll? There are, there are, no, there's analytics on Instagram. Stop saying big words, analytics. I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. Just because I'm dumb doesn't mean I'm not smarter than you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I keep coming here. I don't either. Okay, go ahead. So either you and your, your statistics, because so I don't know how to say that word we just I, said. I... I didn't know what to do with all of these pillows. Oh my god! So I just threw them on the ground and so left them there. So it was one thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. and you texted me, even though we're in the same house, and you had been in it laughing at my kid and my husband and myself because we were entertaining you. You then texted me. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You're a terrible mother, and I can't I, stand how you talk to. You, you know, people are really going. <laughs> you're the worst. You really are. If you haven't been listening to the whole show, oh, you don't gracious. get that joke. Yeah, Could you're you? just tuning in. You just think I'm a jerk, and that's the point. No, th- that is not what they're going to think. They're going to think I really am a horrible mother. 
Anything? No? We still love you, Chandler? That's what I always say from friends. We still, Anyway, you don't know what that means. Um, could you tell the people I'm not a horrible mother? You have nothing to say? Fantastic. It was a joke. Listen to the rest of the show. I get a 1.30 text with just the picture of the bed, the guest bed. And underneath it, the millennial we call Taylor said, what do I do with all these pillows? Question mark. Yeah, I mean, you, Taylor, come on. So I only had like six hours to sleep. I spent an hour and 45 minutes removing I all cannot. the pillows from the bed. You're so ridiculous. Slept in the bed. The bed, once it's once an you awesome got, bed. It's brand new. Once you got through the 8,000 pillows on top, it's the, best. the yeah. bed was very comfortable. Yeah. And I slept very good. But I, nice. I have to tell you a story about um, some sleep I didn't get earlier in the week. Okay. Okay. Um, I was on my bed that has two pillows, one for my head and one for my legs, <laughs> and I, I go to sleep, okay? And it is it's three o'clock in the morning. Okay. And you know how like when you're in, if you ever get woken up by something or someone, like when you're in like, like random? Deep, deep sleep. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. There's like the light sleep and you can pop up and you're awake and you're fine. And like that's where most parents live because yes. like, you're moment. always in light sleep because the kids could need something at any time, right? Sure. But- I was so exhausted. I was in this deep sleep. I went to bed at like one, deep sleep by three o'clock. Like yeah. just, you know, drool on the pillow kind of sleep. Yes. Like, it's and a good sleep. I wake up and I feel something on my left shoulder. Please stop talking. And I'm like, it must just be an itch or something. Because I'm in that deep sleep. I, I, can't really, I can't really think. And then the itch starts moving like Please the itch stop. has legs. Taylor. There's a baby cockroach on my left arm. Oh my god! I immediately no with my other arm no just flick it off, and I'm in deep sleep. Like most of the time, I'm going to get physically. Ill. Do you want me to get physically ill? I almost did. So, I- oh my gosh! <laughs> Do people know where you live though? They know you live in the state of Texas, and those are almost like permanent residents here. Yeah, like absolutely. it's disgusting. Absolutely, no like, people don't know that about Texas. They're they my roommates. Do not, no, <laughs> like they think we're kidding, right? Like they think, oh, okay. I posted this, no, and somebody said legit... my house was dirty. I said that's. Rude. Oh no, 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 no! It does not matter. You could live in a palace that is like cleaned twenty four seven. It doesn't. These like things <laughs> are disgusting. You're the worst. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so here's where we are. I'm laying in bed. I feel this bug. I flick it off my. Oh my I oh swear God, to you, I have no idea. I'm gonna be so sick. Minutes later, Mm-mm. you'll never guess. No, please. What appears on the same exact place on my left shoulder while I'm sleeping? This time, no. I am awake. I pop up. I flick it off again. I hear it hit the wall. Stop. I turn on every light. I turn on the bathroom light. I turn on my lamp. I turn on the like light in the whole bedroom. I find this little baby cockroach that had found the same spot on my shoulder twice. You sure it's the same one? Yes. I thought you were gonna come back and be like, you know, like how if like you see like a baby, what is it like a baby bear? Don't like attack it because then it's like mom is gonna come. I thought you were gonna say like, oh, no, no, this one was ginormous, like a tree one, and. I was going to lose it. No. So I find it. Oh, my gosh. You did not. I crush it to a thousand Stop pieces. It. I attacked this thing. I was so upset because I'm, I'm tired. I'm just like, Rah! just, you know, getting <laughs> after this gosh. thing. My <laughs> gosh. I don't even say their names. I will not say they that don't name. have names. I won't say. I, I call it an R. I will not call it. Randy? Stop it. I just say R. I'm just like to my husband. I'm like, there's, a, there's an R. Get it. <laughs> I found an R. There's an R. And he's like. And my kids, they didn't even know that it had names until they thought it was called an R. Now I say Voldemort. That seems less. 
the bug who shall not be named. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> so you killed it, and then what did you That's do? Ridiculous. Also, can I just say a tip? You flush that thing down the toilet because these things will be, they're like Rasputin of bugs. They will stay alive. Is that what the alive. R stands for? Ooh. It does now. Radioactive, maybe? Russian. Russian. Russian Rasputin. <laughs> the Russians you have cannot infiltrated kill it. my bedroom. You, it will not die. So you put that thing, uh, you are not allowed to put those in my trash cans. You're not allowed to put them outside. You flush it down a toilet. Is that what you did? I, I did not. Because I crushed it into this little space in my wall. doesn't matter. And I couldn't get it out because it was crushed into oh, it. Like, it was like a it. dust when I was done <gasps> with it. I was, I was done. So here's what What's the point of the story? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's like I have a radio show or something. <laughs> so this happens. Okay. Three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I have all the lights that I turned on at four o'clock in the morning. All those lights are still on because Mm -mm. I tried to keep turning on off the lights and go back to sleep because I'm exhausted. And of course, every time you know that like phantom phone ringing. Oh yeah. In your pocket. Yes. I had the phantom cockroach on my body. You could just say bug. I could just feel it. I had. I just felt Voldemort all over me. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, that's when you burn down your house. Just strike a match. Burn it down. So, so I I wake up the next day. Oh my god. And I have to share this. So I did fall asleep though. I finally fell asleep. Like I. If you've been paying attention, I was very tired okay. this week. So I played video games on my phone until four. Until I, until I was okay. like, okay, I'm I'm like out. Like I was like falling asleep, turned off the lights, and oh I, I passed out. Woke up the next morning, tweeted about it, and some people were like, you you have a dirty house, you should clean it. And I'm like, you're a jerk, and you're blocked. Um, and then <laughs> there were so other, they don't know you're talking about them right now. <laughs> there were other people that were like, well, I mean, they can listen to the show still. Oh, I guess that's true. Uh, hey, <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> so that's right. That's your new name. So. I, I shared about it, and everyone had answers for me. And I didn't share you're, this. I didn't you're not share, asking I, I, for yeah, it. It's not a question. I didn't ask for your Guys, help. Guys, this is not this was hilarious participation. The, the, oh, my gosh. One of the other weird things that happened is that spot on my left arm was where I had gotten my allergy shot that day. Oh, really? I'm allergic to cockroaches. So I think what? I think Randy the cockroach saw, felt Ralph, his cousin, Stop inside it. of my left arm. You, he was okay. trying to save him. All right. I'm sick uh, now. So, no, I'm sick. <laughs> Oh so my gosh! Everyone this is had, worse than the ev- tornado. Everyone had suggestions. What do you call tornadoes? Oh, tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I'm that glad. was anticlimactic. That, that went somewhere. Okay. So the the oddest one, and this is a, a buddy. Oh, that of mine. someone said it's the oddest thing someone said. He's a buddy of mine. You know this? Not, guy? Yeah. Okay. I'm not making fun of him a lot. I'm just making fun of him a little. Okay. Uh-huh. Dean Ouellette. I love Dean. He's been on the show. Okay. And he said, he's a good, great Catholic guy. He said, you know what that means, right? And I go, that I should have my house re- re-sprayed? Yeah. You know, like, we have to Maybe spray every six laps, months or so. Laps. You know? <laughs> and... Good English. So uh, we <laughs> see. Actually... <laughs> Maybe you didn't hear it. <laughs> That's what I sounded like at three in the morning it. when I got woken up by Voldemort. So Voldemort. I, I uh, yeah. He said, "Well, three a.m. We all know that that's when when souls from purgatory come to visit people. So if you get woken up at that time, you have to pray for them." And I go, Dean. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what? what? 
Wait. What? Like, I've been around the Catholic Church my whole life, mm-hmm. and I've heard weird things about, like, being woken up at certain times. Usually it's in scary movies, like, demons are there. Like, I've Ew. heard things like that. What? Uh, I heard that that's, like, the murder hour. Like, Stop it! Like, it. Uh, there's weird things that happen I... at three. I never heard that a soul from purgatory is visiting you and should pray. Okay. So I do have to, so I called him superstitious. As a joke, Dean and I are friends. We're pl- we're playing, right, right? Right. Called him superstitious, and he's like, "No, like saints have talked about this, and they've they've said that we should pray for them." And I was like, and then I say, I share the office meme. You're a little stitious. Like you may not be superstitious, <laughs> Maybe not superstitious, but you're but a little stitious. So Catholics are weird, and this is this is the final point we'll make today. Is that look? Okay. You, I love being Catholic. Catholics are weird people. Okay, sure. we're all weird. We all have our things. Like, just try explaining anything about our faith to someone who's heard nothing about it. You can't. Like, most time when we do it, it's like they have context. Oh, mm-hmm. you're Protestant? Okay, this is how we're a little different than you. Okay, fine. But try to explain to somebody, oh, when you wake up at 3 a.m., it means that a dead person who's not <laughs> in their eternal ha- happiness yet has come to you uh, asking for prayers. I'm like, okay, so Dean, are you saying that they were the cockroach or that they set the cockroach and they were standing by the door? Like, oh I don't God. understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> so all to say, all to say, oh my we gosh. have these superstitions. You don't have to believe them as Catholics. Like, not everything the saints said are the catechism. But that's true. at right. the same time, right. if you wake up at three and want to pray for a soul in purgatory, I mean, that's go nice. through it. But don't tell people it was the cockroach, okay? Like, just, just, let's just That would be on. my purgatory. Purgatory would be me with all the R's. So after you die, because you're much, much, much older than me, after you die, every time I see a cockroach, I, officially hate you. I will pray for your soul to get out of purgatory. I cannot with you. Is that fine? Are you done? Is that a deal? Really? We are done. This, I'm the so show old. Is done. I cannot. I love you. Oh my gosh. You love me. No. We're you a happy me hear family. That word me, a you, Voldemort, times. we're going to have just. So, what was the point of this? Pray for the souls in purgatory, pray everybody. Pray for souls in purgatory. And, and get your house sprayed. And it's like reminding people for their flu shot. Exactly. You're doing a PSA. This is, this is my PSA from <laughs> Forte Catholic. And you know what? That's the end of our show. Olivia, you're awesome. Thank you, sir. Thanks for coming on the show today. Guys, we did it. I will be back next week. See ya. All right, Jonathan, last commercial. You ready oh, to end this thing? crying out loud. <laughs> yes. Jonathan. What's going to be worst. great is one day I'll have a co-host named Jonathan, then I'll use this, but it'll be your voice, and it'll just confuse everyone. Well, it'll it's be 2019. Great. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you'll get bonus content like that on ForteCatholic.com slash Patreon, or Patreon.com slash ForteCatholic. I don't know. Go just search it. You know how to use Google. Patreon.com slash ForteCatholic. You get bonus material that we can't talk about on the radio or just stuff that we didn't have time for behind the scenes with some of our guests, like Dr. Peter Crave today. We had a great conversation with him before we went on the air. Uh, he's a lot of fun. Uh, and you also get to support the show. I am moving my studio to inside of my house. That Which costs is crazy. money. Continues to support, support the yes. show. You guys are awesome. I'm awesome. And Jonathan's all right. ForteCatholic.com <laughs> slash Patreon or Patreon.com slash ForteCatholic. Did you have fun today, Liv? I did. I had a good time. I love you. Thanks. Love you too. Bye. Bye.